Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. New year, new you? I don't know about that. Whether you can't wait to implement your new life plan or cringe at the idea of setting a resolution, you are not alone. Today, we get honest about the chaos that comes with setting and or avoiding New Year's resolutions. You're listening to Honest Women, the podcast for every woman who's trying to juggle the relationships, roles, and responsibilities that come with modern womanhood and finding it all just a little harder than she thought it would be. We're your hosts, Andrea Berkeley and Jessica Hutchison, your new besties who just happen to be therapists. And while we believe that life is hard and there's no tip or trick that will solve that, it does get just a little bit easier when we can be real with each other and talk about it honestly. You're listening to Honest Women. Happy New Year, Andrea. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Jessica. Oh my gosh, we made it to another year. We did. I don't know how. Right. I'm not going to lie. I love some New Year's energy. Do you? Yeah. Okay, tell me more. I can't stop the feeling. That's what I feel, is that this is like the ultimate Monday. It's the ultimate turning of the page. Like, I buy into all of that. I just feel (laughs) like every time there's a new start, I'm like, yeah, new start. Uh, Though I am having a little bit of a New Year's like traumatization PTSD because remember 2020 when there was all that mm-hmm. shit about mm-hmm. like 2020 it's the year of my vision you know everyone was like 2020 vision dude Kobe's helicopter went down in January of 2020 oh I know oh. sorry to throw that out there but I just remember and being like holy moly what else is there's no way anything else is gonna happen right. this year there's like, no Kobe's way it could get worse than down. this weird moment and sad and then March right came. here yeah yeah, mm-hmm. that was a year that just like, you know, so as a as like sort of more pessimistic person, I'm like, don't don't hang too much on this. Don't predict into the future. I feel like we were all made fools of by 2020 with our oh, yeah. plans for prosperity and vision, but I can't lie. I still feel hopeful, fresh, new. I mean, I get the hopeful. I think the turning of a page is always exciting. I think Mm -hmm. January, I can breathe a little bit after the chaos that comes with the holidays. It's interesting because I don't know that I feel rejuvenated and excited more than exhausted and ready to like restart. Yes. Don't you feel like you get exhausted? It's that sense of like, I don't know. I think a lot of times in December, we get through all of the holidays and all of the eating and the drinking and the excess and the 
schedule and we just say like, yeah, but in January, everything will calm down or in January, everything will reset. And I think sometimes we hold on to January as like our chance to write all of the wrongs that we've done yes. <laughs> to ourselves yes. and have been done wrong to us in the last little season. Four seasons to be exact, mm-hmm. right? But in the last season, I think that is what can be hard about January is there's no more for me excuses. Mm. So right after Halloween, I start to give myself more and more grace yeah. and say, as soon as we get through the holidays and we get to the new year, then... I can't make excuses anymore. Then I need to actually follow through. So January is also like a day of reckoning. Oh, I feel that. I'm just sitting here thinking if we were in therapy, I'd be like, wow, that is a harsh voice that you're hearing. Like no excuses. Day of reckoning. If we were doing therapy right now, I would reflect something back in a wise way. I can't do it right now because we're not doing therapy. But you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, that is a harsh voice. Mine comes in a little bit more like an eager little beaver. I'm like, yay, all the things we're going to (laughs) build. Yay. I actually think I had a really, that part of me that's so self-punishing has been soothed in Mm. the last few years. So I used to live a lot of life just very self-punishing. And so that is not the color of January for me anymore. It used to be. It used to be like, okay, I'm I was going to say mean words about myself. I'm not going to say them, but okay, derogatory term to self. You know, you blew it all of these other times, but January, like lock it down. And now it's not like that. Now I feel a lot more like, okay, what could we do? Let's go. You are like an eager little beaver. And I am like, whoa. You're like, whoa, you got like the whip out. I am like, get your shit in line, girl. Do you think that's because your December, that season leading up to the end of the year is so hard for you? Do you think you're just depleted? I think I'm very depleted after the holidays. And I honestly just find January a little depressing in Illinois. Yeah. Because it's also, for us, the long haul starts. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have a few months here where it's not going to be very exciting. Mm -hmm. And it's also off the coattails of a lot as an extra person off yeah. the coattails of a lot of social engagements. And then all yeah. of a sudden it is like radio silence. Yeah. Because everybody is in their new year, new me yeah. mode. Extrovert versus introvert. January is my favorite time. I'm like, finally, we can like, I, I just have noticed because I end the, the year typically on fumes in some way, I feel like January is permission to just to get back into routine, which I really, really need to not have too much of my calendar and to be like, well, it sucks outside. So let's watch a movie or it sucks outside. So, you know, let's read a book. And I haven't grown tired of it yet. By February, don't talk to me. When I start to think it should be spring, I am not an eager little beaver. I am Eeyore. Also, please no one take that out of context. Like I'm just really considering all the times that I've said eager beaver in this episode so far. It was a lot. Please don't meme me. Actually, please do so we can start trending. On this podcast with two 40-ish therapists, they talk about eager beavers. Over and over and over. over. But you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. I I completely know what you mean. And that's why I wanted to have this episode because Mm -hmm. we have different outlooks Mm -hmm. on this whole idea of setting a New Year's resolution. And I think that aligns with so many women out there who are either – eager beavers yep. or like me who just kind of don't love the idea of a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. So here's mm-hmm. my question. Did you set a New Year's resolution for yourself this year? 
Well, no. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. This makes me it, so happy. Yeah. I, mean, I now very time. much thought you would say yes. Well, no, because that requires sitting down, being thoughtful, and I haven't taken time for that. My problem is not picking a resolution. It is picking all the resolutions. Like my Mm. energy into January, and this is just like generally how I set goals is I'll be like, let's envision all the categories and let's make a goal in every single one. This is not a good idea. But if you were to add, like if I were to think about what I want to do in this new year, I want to, I want to get fit which just means skinny. I'm going to be honest. I want to I want to get skinnier. We got to be honest. Why not? I I do want to get stronger, but I also want to wear different size jeans. It's fine. I want to like breathe life into my marriage. I want to be a more patient mom. I want to be more fiscally responsible. I want to travel. I want to completely overhaul my whole business. Every aspect of it. <laughs> Instagram, Pinterest, blogging, video, podcast. So yeah, I'm just like headed in January with all those expectations. It's going to go great. I think my anxiety just went up listening to you. Uh, yeah. Also, like, you're I'm like, not I saying. I want to go. This is my life and I'm just going to reinvent every aspect of it. The whole thing. Up level. Yeah. The whole thing. Here's my problem with resolutions. So I wasn't going to throw this part in here. I was going to talk about it a little bit later, mm-hmm. but I'm going to, I'm going to go there now. When I was thinking about what I wanted us to talk about and discuss in today's episode, I did a little searching about Mm. resolutions because I was curious about it. I looked at Forbes and then I went year after year back to 2019. Here's the thing. Year after year back to 2019, people set the same damn resolutions. Totally. I'm going to read you a couple stats. 62% of people say they feel really pressured to set a New Year's resolution, which Mm -hmm. to me screams stress. Out of that, 48% of people say improving fitness is their Mm -hmm. top priority. Yep. 36% cite improved mental health. 55% say physical and mental health are equally important. Mm -hmm. Year after year, the top resolutions are improve fitness, improve finances, improve mental health, lose weight, improve diet. So you're saying I'm right on is what you're saying. You are- at setting resolutions. The pole. That's what yes, you're saying. You're the pole. I'm the basic bitch of resolutions. That's what I am right here. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Andrea is the basic <laughs> I'm bitch. I'm having a great of- morning. I'm an eager beaver. I'm a basic bitch. I am just, I'm killing it. 2024. It's my year. Best year. Best yet. year ever. Best year yet. Best me. New year, new you. New me. See? See? Same as last year. You, yeah. you go right into it. I do. Here's the thing. What gets me about it is we as a society or we as humans are actually setting a plan and sticking with these resolutions. Why do they remain the same every single year? It's such a good question. And I really do think this has to do with how we approach change in our lives. Talk more about that. When I was younger... <laughs> so old now. When I was younger, back in my day, when we would set resolutions and I was more punishing, I Mm. might be looking, for example, like in fitness towards something very extreme. I'm going to lose X number of pounds by X date, right? My whole life was just a series of events for which I needed to wear a different size. And I was going to do it starting January 1st. Or I'm going to go, like if I wanted to frame in a positive way, I'm going to exercise more consistently, which really just meant that I was going to find a nicer way to say I was going to lose weight, Mm -hmm. to be fair. So a lot of times we look at these things or this new start as like a, I'm going to put my pedal to the metal and I'm going to change everything in a really short period of time. And then I'm going to stop. Like I'm going to get there. Wherever there is, I'm getting there. 
probably within like six weeks and then, you know, then I'm going to stop, right? We've all done things like that, haven't you? The big pushes. Big time, which is actually why when we talk about New Year's resolutions, I don't set them. People probably gathered that by how I'm talking about them because exactly what you're saying. I put unrealistic expectations on myself starting in January and it's simply by February I felt like I was failing. Also, because they were so unrealistic, I set myself up for failure from the very beginning. Totally. But you also know I'm not a rule follower, so I can it can be hard to be like, so you're telling me I have to set a resolution for the entire year? Yeah. Uh-uh. Hard no. Yeah. If anyone tells you what to do, you're like, nope, not doing it. You're like, I'm <laughs> so not true. doing resolutions, but I will do a reset. You're like, you yes. rebranded it. It's fine. I rebrand. I'm, I'm really good at rebranding, yeah. but I am for that. Listen, when I look at these top things that people set as resolutions every year, here's the first thing I felt really sad. Hmm. Because to me, I was thinking there are so many people that are unhappy with Hmm. themselves, their lives, their situation. Like I didn't see personal growth. I felt more inner criticism maybe. I felt different. I know. Tell me. I felt, I don't know. Like it was so normalizing and so validating. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. the reason that these things come up again and again is because life is hard and it's hard to live a healthy and happy life. We're always going to be humans that live in bodies. And that means we're always going to be, I mean, we, we literally have to eat every day. So learning how to eat well or meal prep or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do that you're resolving to do. Yeah, we're going to have to learn how to do it. And then for a lot of people, I try a new thing and then life gets in the way and maybe I take a little piece of it with me, but then I need a little more oomph to like try again because it's not one and done for me. Other parts of life creep in and things get a little more off track and you're like, God, I got to get back to like when I was eating like that, I felt really good. Or sleep. Sleep is one that falls in the physical and mental health category. And I don't know anyone who's like, I figured out sleep that one time and then I've always slept good for my whole life. I've always had good sleep habits. I've all, you know, I never bring my phone into my room. I always go to bed by 9.30 at night, you know. Over time, hopefully we get a lot closer to holding that really consistently. Mm-hmm. But I just think that when I see like people are worried about their fitness, I'm like, yeah, me too. You know, it's hard to eat healthy in our environment. It's hard to make enough time to work out. I'm tired, right? Yes. When I see people are worried about finances, I'm like, me too. God, mm-hmm. uh, the Universal. world is so expensive. Right, right. The it's world universal. is so expensive right now. And if you feel like, you know, you just got off of Christmas season or holiday season, you spent too much money because did, we all do. And then you're going, oh, what do I do? I don't want to live like this. I'm like, me too. You know, mental health, spoiler alert, that's a lifelong pursuit. Exactly. So that's where I'm like, I'm not surprised that people have the same things year after year. To me, that just speaks to like how hard it is to be human. And potentially how unrealistic goals are or resolutions are. Inside my office, I've had women come in and say they're going to start prioritizing fitness. Mm -hmm. Great. Awesome. Great for mental health. Then when I ask them specifically what they're going to do, I'm like, no, you're not. That is so unrealistic. So you're telling me that you you have not incorporated fitness into your daily routine and now your goal is to work out five days a week for an hour. No, right. you won't. Right. No, you won't. Right. Because one, I wouldn't even do that and I right. prioritize fitness. An hour? No way. I don't have that kind of time. One of the things we've done though is I've helped them chop that into smaller pieces. Start right. with 30 minutes twice a week right. for three weeks then add a day. But that's what I see people not do is they just right. go... <laughs> 
balls to the wall, for lack right. of a better term, with it. And then by February, they quit with this idea that they failed. And it's, right. no, 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 you didn't fail. Your plan sucked because it was not realistic. Right. Or you didn't fail. Look how much progress you made towards that goal that you want. Like, I think if we hold these things, like, I want to be healthy in my body. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Then we just have to know. Like, I think I've stopped giving up on deadlines. I'm like, I'm going to be pursuing this till I'm dead. Totally. I got time. My time frame is hopefully long. And so learning how to eat well, like I have to try every day and I'm not going to get it right every day. It's like not that big. It's just freaking being human, right? I love pizza. It's fine. Yes. And exercise, moving my body. It's something I want to do every day. And I've, this is where I do feel like I'm growing, but that old black and white thinking is still there. That perfectionism is still there. Mm -hmm. I'm way better this year about being like, so you can't get in your workout, your whatever routine that you started. Can you take a walk? Because it feels better. Can you, I'll wake up and be like, shit, I woke up a little too late to do whatever I was aiming to do. Well, can I do 20 minutes? Can I do 10? It all still counts. And giving myself some props for that because it's hard to do. It's much easier to say, well, you did it wrong. You're a failure, bad at life and resolutions and you deserve no credit. I'm glad you said that too about perfectionism or just general rule followers too. Well, if I don't follow this exactly to the book, then I'm not doing it right. I'm getting it wrong. And that is really hard to do if you're not a robot with all of these. And as you said, the exercise thing yesterday, this exact thing happened to me. I woke up late, just was struggling to get up. Mm -hmm. And I looked at the clock. I'm like, okay, well, I can't do like, I don't have time. But I went down and I was like, forget it. I'll do 20. And I will tell you how Having to put pause when the video's not done mm-hmm. is really hard. I have to be very mindful and grounded yep. in positive self-talk. I right. mean, you really have to convince yourself that you're doing the best you can. Yeah. And it counts. Girl, I did the same thing this week. This is like a major personal Yay. win where I started this lifting thing and it just was taking me longer than I was thinking I was going to take that day. And I was out of time and I'm like, oh, Okay, so you can't get to the finisher. Whatever. Also, make sure you stretch later today because you are too old not to stretch. But I was like, so, but you did it. You know, you did a big portion of it. Why would you look at 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes and say, you failed? You did it. You did great. We do. People all the time do. And I'm sure you hear it inside your office. I hear it inside my office all the time. I hear it outside with friends Mm -hmm. all the time. Right. I think when I look at just the New Year's resolutions, it speaks to just our culture and our society mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. right? And I even then went down a little bit of a deep dive, which wasn't too much of a deep dive, but just into the history of resolutions, mm. which I won't talk too much about it, but the sales and marketing girl 
background girl in mm-hmm. me, right? Like, oh my God, it was another way. <laughs> it was a marketing ploy. So much totally. of it was a marketing ploy to get you to spend more money, yeah. which is interesting when so many people's New Year's resolutions is to be fiscally responsible, but yet spend more money going to a gym or buying that bike or getting that workout program or eating healthier, cleaner. Right. We end right. up spending more. It's like this whole loophole that we get caught in. But interestingly enough, New Year's resolutions used to be set in mid-March. I did not know that. Oh. Is it? Is this like farmers? This was even before that. But yeah, a lot of yeah. it had to do with the farmer's almanac and farmers and crops and whatnot. But a lot of it, it's actually the whole history behind it. It's, it's all religious. It mm. used to be this 12-day religious festival. Yeah. And it was ancient Babylonians. They crowned a new king or reaffirmed their loyalty to their reigning king. And they make promises to the gods to pay their debts and return any objects they borrowed. Mm. Then in the next, I don't know, century, the turning of the century, but it's always been religious Mm. until now. It used to be just kind of a reflection and a promising of what you're going to to do better. It's very internal versus external. You know, okay, again, not to get religious, but what that makes me think, well, first it makes me think I could really use like a 12-day festival where we focused as a community on recentering. Part of the reason why this feels so unmanageable, you know, the New Year's thing is that is we are like frantically running into like through the holiday season and frantically running into the new year. And then by the time I really do feel, I mean, as much as I've presented one way on January 1st, I do feel behind because I don't have a plan. Totally. But a 12-day festival that as a community, yes, of being like, let's take stock of where we are. Let's consider what we want to do. And also, in a religious way, you have a higher power than that you are connecting with and getting support from. And also, again, not to get too religious, but in most religions, there is a higher power. And so I think about taking stock and making promises. It's so relational and it doesn't all come back to us. You're really looking at a sense of help coming from somewhere, inspiration coming from somewhere, relationship. And so taking that part out of it just makes this a lot, you know, we're just back to self-improvement. That's exactly it. When I was looking through this whole history of it, they were saying and linking it to, you know, we used to make promises to the gods, right? Whoever those gods would be. And now most people make resolutions only to themselves and that the focus is purely on self-improvement. Right. Then 45% of Americans say they usually make resolutions. This was back a few years ago, but only 8% are actually successful. And if you think Mm -hmm. about it, it's exactly what you're saying. When you have something greater than yourself that you feel accountability to or that you can lean on in tough times, whether that be from a religious aspect or even just a friend or a partner, a family member, it's easier to hold ourselves accountable. Hence the whole accountability partnership of a lot of people do with fitness. And there's no accountability in that. Right. There's no support. No. So we set that as a standard that all of a sudden we have to meet. When to be fair, like a lot of these things, sleep for example, I sleep better if my husband is also trying to sleep better. Me too. You know, if he's in bed at the same time that I am, if we're both committed to like cleaning up the kitchen together so that we can get in bed on time, if we're both committed to not having our phones in the room, right? Like all of these things help me to do that. I mean, I'm not the only person who eats in my house. 
So if everybody around me is also committed to just being a little bit healthier, and again, like as women, I think we end up holding the bag for so much mm-hmm. of this for everyone else's success. But if we're committed to doing it together or finances, God, that is a community effort. Yes, it is. I will say as women, I have my angry pointer finger up right now. You do. Um, I will say <laughs> as women. I'm a little intimidated by the pointer <laughs> finger. It's like the mom pointer <laughs> finger or like I'm the about. I hold on. I'm climbing up on a soapbox right now. Do it, I, girl. We are actually we're having a freaky Friday. I told Jess earlier before <laughs> this. I'm like I'm gonna challenge some of the things that you say, which is Jess's favorite thing to do in the world. I don't like to do. It I'm is. like I'm like where do we find community and agreement? And Jess is like hold on. So right now it's kind of fun being you. Honestly, I'm gonna get up on my See? soapbox. I'm challenging things. I'm hmm. okay. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna start getting addicted to it. It's oh, like God. a dopamine rush to get up what, on the soapbox. What will just we do, do it appropriately, and then you're good. <laughs> what will we do if we're both feeling very spicy and fiery? I think it's going to be probably one of the most well, like I bet it gets listened to a lot. I bet actually. you're right. I bet you're right. Okay. So pointy fingers in the air and I'm on my soapbox and this is what I will say. God, we get such a bad rap as women financially. I am so fired up about this. We are not the sp- Spenders of money, like technically we do spend a lot of times in a lot of cisgender households, right? We spend all the money, but that is not all on us, you know, and again, this is, I, I understand I'm not describing every circumstance here, but for the most part, we are out there buying the things that everyone in our household needs. And probably not buying all the things that we want or for ourselves. Like most women who get criticized for spending too much money aren't out there doing their like 12 hour spa days. And, you know, they're not like, all right, kids, you don't have the shoes that you need because mommy needs some, I don't know what, Louboutins, right? That's probably not what's happening. So we get such a bad rap financially. And if we want to make financial goals for our whole family, that requires everybody to not be needing all the things they be needing. It does. Uh, See, I dig this soapbox and it happens to be one that I totally agree with because they hear it all the time, especially in couples work. Or Mm -hmm. I hear even friends justifying something to me. Like I'm Mm -hmm. holding, like I'm judging them for spending something. I'm like, I don't care. This isn't, but I feel like women get so programmed to explain or defend themselves that it just becomes second nature but you're absolutely right I mean I do the grocery shopping in my house more so because I'm kind of a control freak with the food and I hold right if I want to eat in a certain way with within my house well then I like to do the grocery shopping and the meal planning it adds to my plate but it also makes me feel better Mm -hmm. but yeah so then the grocery bills on me right or the school supplies or the school clothes right that's all stuff that I am spending right for other people in my home. Yeah. You are the procurer in chief. Totally. You are not the like the spender. And I just think that so often that conversation, so we might be rolling into New Year's saying, I want to be more fiscally responsible when really we're just like holding the bag for everybody else and for our life. And also we're the ones trying to figure out something that feels really impossible right now. You know, when you go, when I go to the grocery store, it costs this much money. I don't know what else to do. And it's like, well, okay, but you have to solve the unsolved problem. And so I guess maybe part of what we want to do as we look towards New Year's and making New Year's resolutions is all of these things make sense. Your health, your physical health, your mental health, your financial health, your relationships, like all of these things are worthy things to pursue. They're going to be pursued lifelong. 
It's okay to get a burst of energy from the beginning of the year, but if you're rolling up into the beginning of the year feeling way too much responsibility or shame or like you have to fix everything in your whole life on your own, that is the setup. That's not good for you. It is a complete setup. The game is rigged, my friends. The game is rigged. The goal here is not to bash this idea of feeling better mentally, physically, emotionally. Mm-hmm. In fact, that is the goal here. Right. We are all for that. I personally want to feel better physically, mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally. It's a, but that to me is a lifelong goal. Right. It is not just a small 2024 resolution. Mm-hmm. So here I want to challenge the way in which we're doing this, okay? Challenge how we're setting our New Year's resolutions. And the first thing I'm going to say is take off. You got to bite up, bite small chunks. Like you can't eat the entire plate in right. one bite. You have to start small and realistic about what you're wanting. If it's fitness that you want to incorporate and it's not something you've done, don't expect to go there five to seven days a week for an hour. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you're a failure. It means it's not realistic to just incorporate something big like that into your daily routine. None of us could do that. Yeah. And I think along those lines, The new year is a great time to brainstorm. I do think it's good to brainstorm across domains, right? Agreed. What are all of the things important in my life? How do I want them to look? What's working? What's not working? What do I think? Where do I want it to be different? But then choose one. You know, it's not to say that you go okay, I'll be more financially responsible. And so I'll just like let my marriage fall to the wayside. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But if you want to really change something, I think the thing that I've noticed from following like fitness influencers who are realistic is that they'll be like, dude, this was the only thing I focused on for like a year. So when someone says I lost such and such weight, they didn't also improve their marriage and travel the world and find new friendships and change their business and develop a spiritual life and become a more present parent. No, they actually probably had to push a lot of that stuff aside and say, I want to make a dramatic change in this zone. This is the only thing I can do. You actually kind of have to become single-minded about it. You actually probably need to seek some community too and support and And say, yeah, say this is what is going to be. Every part of me wishes I could rewind to the beginning of the episode when you told me all your goals for this year and be like, oh, okay, but, but remember when you said this? It's, bo- it's both. I'm walking us <laughs> through the process, okay? I'm that's totally what I messing mean. with you. I know. I remember you're like rebranding my business, breathing fresh air into my marriage, like right. being more financially responsible. Yeah, I like, want Ooh. I want people to know what's in my mind, my yeah. actual mind. And then work through the process of like, okay, but what does that really mean? How would we really do it? And how would this really work? Because if we just act like people don't have these ideas in their mind, then all the people who are, you know, they have the eager beaver energy are going to go, well, these these chicks don't get it. I'm going to overhaul my whole life. Don't they get it? Right? And all the people who start to feel like, I don't know, I just think you got to walk through the process. And I almost think if your New Year's resolution, should you be somebody who sets it is to prioritize your fitness, break it down into month by month basis. Because another problem I have with resolutions is your January self looks very different. And I don't mean physically. I mean from life experience, very different. Think about January 2020. Right. 
you versus December 2020 you to set a goal in January and thinking you will be in that same place, be able to prioritize that same thing all the way 12 months later. Right. I'm going to go ahead and make a pretty bold statement here. I don't think it's possible. And I don't know that I want January Jessica to be the same as December Jessica. I mean, that's the whole goal, right? But also you're going to have to reevaluate what your goals are and what makes sense on a month to month or quarterly basis. So maybe, I mean, honestly, for me, it's like a weekly basis. Uh, That actually would be the way that I would like to approach a goal is I want to brainstorm it. I'm going to get the big vision and then I want to know the next step. And then I want to literally put the next step in my calendar because I find I run up against a lot of disappointment in my own life and in myself, if I'm being honest, by saying, I'm going to do X, Y, Z big thing, but then not setting the time to do it that very next week. And it's just not going to happen on its own. It has to be scheduled in. And so maybe a week to week responsiveness would be... Maybe that's my resolution for this year. I would like to be goal-oriented in certain ways, but also responsive and realistic. So it's not like giving up the goals, but it's also being present. I like that. To the women listening, as we embark on yet another year, be realistic about what you are expecting from yourself. Will this be the best year yet? Maybe, but in all actuality, it will be like so many other years. There will be ups and downs, moments of joy and moments of pain. This isn't a reflection of your abilities or your worth as a human. And it certainly isn't about your ability to adhere to a resolution that might make sense in January. Stay focused, stay present, and stand tall knowing that you're likely doing the best you can. Thank you for listening to another Honest Women episode. Want to make this conversation a part of your daily life? And let's be honest, who doesn't? Don't forget to follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you know a woman who could use a little more honest conversation in her life, please share this podcast with a friend. And you may have noticed this new episode just dropped on a Tuesday. So join us moving forward every Tuesday for a little bit more honest conversation. If you have any ideas for show topics, please send us an email at hello at honestwomenpodcast.com. Until next time, hang in there, ladies.